Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Derek. It is a scorching Thursday afternoon. The highs in the hundreds for the next five days, which Brutal. is something you always want to see. We will not talk global warming here. I think that's being talked pretty much everywhere else. Not the right show. <laughs> not the right show. Hey, real quick, warming. did you know I saw I saw a poll. A thousand Democrats in, interviewed. How many of the thousand, what percentage said climate change is their most important thing? A thousand Democrats. What percentage said climate change is most important to them? With everything else going on right now? The entire world. What? Okay. What, what percentage? Out of 1,000 thou- Democrats. Out of 1,000, I'm going to say 68%. 3%. Really? That's good. No, that that's not good. That's not good? That's not good. It, it, what it shows you is that 30 out of 1,000 people said climate change is most important to them, and the administration acts like it's 97%. Oh, no, no. I mean, They're not paying attention to what everybody else is. What, what's important well, to everybody? Right, well, gas, you, you have inflation electricity. Like that, yeah. There's all the economy stuff. Everything hitting your wallet right now is going to yeah, be more important. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I mean. I did see a good show last night. You can take all the climate change stuff you want to talk about, all the global warming stuff you want to talk about. Are the rich people and the elites, are they still buying real estate close to the water? And the answer is yes. Then they don't believe it themselves. Well, they don't believe it, but I will say this. That, that property may be underwater in 40 years. Cause <laughs> they said the same thing in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s. Well, about I, I know Louisiana. You know maybe Louisiana. So, maybe so. Yeah, but whoa, whoa. Louisiana real estate down south, elites aren't moving there. That's true. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they, so they that, know where they're moving. They're moving well, that, to. So that is definitely going underwater. Um, yeah, and it, it has been, and we're sloughing off for yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Louisiana. Well, Louisiana. look, if you're looking for property that maybe won't go underwater, or if you're underwater in your mortgage, I don't know, and needing to move or think about moving in the DeSoto County area, please consider using our 2022 presenting sponsor, the number one real estate team in DeSoto County for the last 13 years. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Possessing over 66 years of combined real estate experience, they have thousands of closings since 2009 on the buying and selling side of residential real estate. They are ranked nationally as a top-performing real estate team. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available anytime you need them. They were recently voted DeSoto's Best for the fifth time. The current real estate market is changing every day. Interest rates going up, home increases, all those different things. Don't go with somebody that just got their real estate license last week. Don't consider using somebody who has sold one house and that was their grandmother's. Please consider using the top real estate team in DeSoto County to help you walk through this very, very volatile DeSoto County market. Call Brian and Terry today at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Call Brian's cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. Or you can do a full home search at teamcouch.com. Put in your filters, where you want to live, where you want to look. Brian and Terry's website can walk you all through that to help you find your new home. Give them a call today. Again, 662-449-1700. And remember, every home needs a couch. Glad to be coming to you from the Mobile Cars and Van Rental Studios, Mobile Cars and Vans located at the corner of McCracken and Commerce right here in Hernando. Cars, trucks, vans, if you need to put your car into a body shop, if you need to put your car into a transmission shop for two or three weeks, give us a call locally, 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555. We have served over 60 churches since April, and we are ready to serve your church, youth group, family group, trips to Orlando, all across the southeast. Our vans have traveled over the summer. Please let us be of service. Give us a call. Think local. Spend local. 662-469-4555 for mobile cars and vans. Well, Derek, the first part of our first and third Friday shows of each month are going to consist of a review of the Alderman meeting. Derek, I will mention one of the first things you're going to talk about. I'll go ahead and take that thunder real quick. Had an opportunity to celebrate on Tuesday night, had an opportunity to celebrate the 6U Hernando Softball All-Star Champions who recently won the Dizzy Dean Softball World Series in South Haven. Just a cute group of six-year-olds, very nice young ladies, uh, all came in with their their pink bows and their pink uniforms, uh, a lot of parents around. Uh, the altar meeting was packed. I'll just simply say that, and we were able to honor them. And then I was there uh, because uh, we talked about it the other day. Hannah Grace was recognized at the altar meeting as uh, the 2022 
Mississippi Miss Hospitality. So she is, uh, I've said it on here a thousand times, she loves the city of Hernando. She is very, very excited to represent Hernando all across the state. And uh, Natalie Lynch, our local alder woman, uh, was nice enough to uh, give her a call, nice enough to get it set up to where she could come in, take a photo opportunity, and uh, she took about a minute and a half to kind of explain what Miss Hospitality was and uh, just thank the city of Hernando for their prayers and support. So thank you from my family for that opportunity to all the board of aldermen, all the people uh, there with the city to serve. She is really, really excited. So that's how we kicked off the alder meeting. Derek, tell us what happened from there. Uh, so moving on from that, once once they, everybody left from that, which again was which three cleared out, of the yeah, room. it went from 100 people in the room to about 15. <laughs> Dale Bellflower uh, and Cindy Gordon with the Veterans Committee wanted to propose a new Veterans Banner program in downtown. Now this was didn't really know what to expect from this. He had a slideshow presentation, very nice. What it is is that he is setting it up, or he's at, requesting from the city if people they're going to uh, make banners. So it'll have like the uh, image, a photo image uh, on this banner of a loved one who has who is a veteran. They right. can be they can be living, they can be dead. The deceased, you can honor them, you can memorialize them, however you want to do it. And you would pay for these banners. Uh, the banners, I believe, start around $90. And they was asking from the city two requests. The first request being if they could use, there's 22 city light poles that they would hang these on. So going could, down Commerce Street. Going down Commerce Street all the way to City Hall. Got it. Around the square, on the outside of the square, sure. and then to City Hall. And then the other request was the if they would allow that, if they would supply the labor to hang them now everything else all the cost of the banners would be on the family of course the arranging of the banners would be on the committee uh this committee that we just mentioned looks like a very tasteful thing they're going to have the picture the years of service uh and what service they were in would be on the front and on the back you can list maybe some awards or or that sort of thing they might have won and it's going to be a one-sided banner so again there will be a front and a back so they're not going to have you know two faces looking each way it's going to be one side so you'll see the back driving one way you'll see the front driving the other way they would hang from Memorial Day to July 5th. So basically that 30 to 40 day stretch, they would hang uh, on those poles. The committee would then take them down uh, or have the city assist to take them down. And then they would store them until the parade. Uh, then the parade in November would happen. They'd bring them back out, and then the family members could display them on the side of their vehicle, walk down the street carrying them on a pole, however they want to do it. Or they, sure. they don't have to enter it at all. But at that time, they would bring them back out for the parade. And then once the parade was over in November, the family members would then keep them for you know eternity. Uh, and then so basically it's a one year for every family. And so every year there's a 22 more banners. Uh, and, and it would come on a first come, first serve. Ba- whoever calls, signs up, and gives their money first would get the first 22 spots. And that would be, you know, so it'd be, I'm, there would definitely be a waiting list, I'm sure, for years to come once this is made public. Uh, and so the city thought it was a great idea, approved it. And uh, so, you know, just a, another way for us to honor our, our veterans uh, and also kind of give, I mean, basically give city, you know, they already had the flags up during those times. Sure. So just, you know, something to hang with the flags for, for city decoration. I'm sure it'll be very tasteful and very, uh, yeah, it'll be very neat for people to see their loved one uh, there driving up and down commerce. I mean, you know, whether it be their grandfather, great-grandfather, or something like that that maybe served, or uh, someone who's serving uh, currently. So very, very neat idea by Mr. Dale and the uh, the group there. Yeah, and there, there was a sample of a banner if you want to go about the 30-to-35-minute 30 30 mark uh, of the YouTube. If you want to see, they had a, a – picture of one with somebody's face name years of service so did, very well done did they mention any other communities that are doing this that's how they got the idea or what didn't he didn't say no Does, no, okay. no not at all yeah, okay, uh, which it. i thought was pretty cool if they came up on their own uh next the park and recreation they wanted to make sure to announce a couple of events and the sponsors now we're i'm gonna tell you what the events are and kind of some stuff that goes along with it we're not going to mention the sponsors uh yep. because you know we'd like for them to sponsor uh, with us yes they don't pay us that's right uh so the two things he mentioned and uh with the parks was number one uh, $2,300 is so far raised in sponsorship for the scavenger hunt now we're going to have more on the scavenger hunt coming up yes we are Miss Dolly from the parks department is going to sit down with me here in the next 20-30 minutes uh, she sat down with me on Tuesday and had a great uh, opportunity to interview her about the scavenger hunt coming up so we'll be hearing from her in just a few minutes but uh, so so far $2,300 which I think is great for the sponsorship sure. for the scavenger hunt they're obviously they're still taking those and we will save that for this brief mention the shout outs and we'll let her tell you more about that the other one is a movie night on saturday october 1st there will be a movie night it will be the jungle cruise disney's jungle cruise sure. with the rock in it pretty good uh, movie pretty it good. Is, yeah, i enjoyed it yeah. um it, it'll be free uh so the spot they have enough sponsors to show this for free it will be held at lee's summit park 6 p.m that evening uh there'll be free hot dogs free drinks they have sponsorships all that's been donated uh, and then you could park again right there uh, on Monteith or Overflow Parking 
meeting will be at Colonial Hills Baptist Church yep. across the street. Makes sense. That they've allowed that, so which is very nice of them. And so again, those are the upcoming things, the two big things the city are doing. Uh, it will be the scavenger hunt uh, on October 20th, and then the uh, Saturday, October 1st, will be movie night uh, for families. So great again, job, yeah. Moving on, a couple of small things, really nothing that. The library was there. That was the purpose. I was there. I sat through uh, in person to the library. I sat because I'm on the I'm the DeSoto County representative uh, for the library board. So she did a great job in all they were doing. Every nonprofit does this. They ask for the money for the next year. So she gave the city her asking amount uh, for the 2023 year. Which and, was how much? Uh, it was 165000 which is 17000 more than last year. Okay. That's basically a 10% raise, which is uh, really what she's doing for most municipalities. And that's purely cost of travel for like the book bus, and all that sure, kind of stuff, the gas. Course. And then the other one is, is for a retention because unfortunately the library has to start out paid, you know, paid employees at $10 an hour. You know where that would get you today at $10 and you can literally yes. go anywhere else and get 15 to 20. And so that's her whole point was that we need to, we need to make our spots more competitive. Understand. So that's why that she asked for the increase. Gotcha. I now, read it. I read into that. Ah, there you go. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, So now we're going on to uh, the planning commission portion of it. Probably the one that most people were concerned about. And to be honest, I thought there was going to be a lot more fireworks from people coming up to speak against it. That was not the case. Now it was still about a 30 or 40 minutes of the meeting, but it was more just them showing, hey, we really don't want to make you mad. Yeah. This is what we've done. So this is on the, the development, Almond Teeth, south side of the road, 10 acres. They want to take part of that and make a self-storage mini warehouse. What they did, they moved it from closer to the road to the furthest south east lot you're still going to have a somewhat of a tree buffer between there and holly springs road so they did move the, the location of it they talked about there's gonna be 250 units they talked about hey we're gonna have uh you know very nice landscaping we're gonna you know it's gonna be minimized there will be at least one business before it that'll give some shield of blocking once this is finished out there'll also be a detention pond so i think they said it's gonna be about 300 350 feet, I believe is what they said, from Monteith Road. That's pretty far set back. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be a nice, football yeah. field or so set back. So, again, uh, everything's under roof. There will be some air-conditioned you know, units, yes. that sort of thing. And he did a good job, I guess, the developer helping with this. They but, already own some of these in other places, correct? That's right. And they did very, a very, very good, nice units. Yeah, did a very good job saying, hey, look, we know that – this might not be the most desirable thing, but you know, you've got a mini storage just down the road. You've got a car dealership. You've got a Walmart. So it's not like we're worse than those. So, you know, he was, and, and we're going to be quiet. They, you know, we're not going to be having yeah. parties at midnight at a, at a mini storage. So did a good job trying to sell it that way. There will be a wrought iron fence. It will all be under roof. There will, you will not be allowed to like store cars or boats and stuff sure, there. It will not be that kind of storage unit. You know, I think there was a lot of things. He was really saying, Hey, look, we're, we're trying to work with the community. Also mentioned that the closest house, was uh, about 950 feet away. Right. That would be on the south side in Edgewater. And then most, most of the other ones were 11 to 1,200 feet away. So it shouldn't be any issue with lighting or anything like that, or no. again, with noise. They heard it. Now, this the planning commission had turned this down. And so this would, it did require a supermajority of the aldermen voting on this. But once they talked about it, Beth Ross, of course, this is her ward. She was it sounded like she had been working with them. Hey, let's make sure we put it further back this is what the issues are she sounded like she was kind of in agreement for what the changes they had made for when it was presented to the planning commission she didn't make the motion uh, but she did sound like she didn't have any issues with it now with these changes and because uh they went ahead and made it to vote and it did pass seven and nothing seven nothing so seven nothing so not only a super majority but uh, com- yeah, I mean, uh unanimous, unanimous so yeah. uh, that will be coming at some point there uh next this was something uh, quality cabinet if everybody knows what that is on 51 just north of where the railroad rail Road overpass is. Um, they asked to split their lot into two separate lots. So one of them will have the quality cabinet building that's already there. Another lot will be able to be sold for a commercial purpose. Uh, next one was the Wiseman two lot minor subdivision. Again, this is just an, a house on Getwell north of, two, of 269 on the east side of the road. Was looking to split their lot up, approve seven to nothing. And then finally, on Oak Grove, right at the city limit border, uh, just past Scott Road, just past Weatherby, they had five lots put in that we mentioned before. Yes. They wanted to add a sixth lot, which is now phase two, even though it's one lot. Uh, and this lot, though, was 10 acres. It's a huge lot. Yeah. Maybe the actual developers, yeah. you know, how, personal house. So anyway, that one, of course, was approved 7-0. Uh, so again, that was the planning portion uh, of the meeting. Uh, moving from that... The, that was a majority uh, of the meeting, right? That was that, was, yeah, that, that was, was oh, that was a good. I mean, that one thing was thirty or forty minutes. Yeah, that was sure. the majority. Uh, next was the approval for the resolution. Uh, no discussion, but they have set the date for November eighth 
of 2022, we will vote for Penny for the Parks. There That's was, a simple resolution, nothing more to that. It's a formality to get it on, on the ballot and start getting created. And they did, uh, and, and these next three all had to do with you know something from the Senate. Of course, the Senate approved that, the state Senate approved that, along with the House. Senator McClendon was in the audience, kind of wanting to see comments, if there were any comments about that. He stayed the entire meeting, uh, and so the mayor kind of pointed out, hey, you know, Thank you for allowing us to vote for this. And then the other one was coming up now was the two things having to deal with the five hundred thousand uh, dollars that the the legislature awarded to or granted to Hernando for the Highway fifty one and West Oak Grove intersection. Correct. Now we had already received two hundred fifty thousand, so this is now five hundred thousand. The city is going to ask for one more two hundred fifty thousand portion this next session. So they wanted a million dollars. The city's going to still have to come up. I believe the total cost is one million six. The city would still be looking having to come up with five or six hundred thousand dollars on their own to get this done. But Andrew Miller was concerned because you know again they've had two fifty for a year. Uh, and now they just got approved for another 500, which they voted on, and of course approved at 7-0. Approved to receive it to and receive put it. it into a checking account. Got it. That's right. So both of those were done in back-to-back motions. But there's a time clock, so you have 36 months to fully spend the money. 36 months for the 250 started a year ago. Yeah, it did. Now they have 24 months left. He's Correct. like, look, man, this is Andrew Miller's. Hey, 24 months is not a long time. No. no. Uh, not so, in construction. So and so the mayor said, Neil Schaefer has been hired. They've done their stuff. They're with MDOT right now with their plan. MDOT did request a roundabout. roundabout. And so they have this done. We are paying them a hundred and some odd thousand dollars to design this, to get with them, to get it approved. So that's a hundred. So that we will spend the 250 in the next two years. We don't have any issues spending that money. Now, once that happens, though, now we are on the clock for 36 months for this 500000 you're right. You know, we need to make sure that we keep this up to date. We have to start seeing money turned. We got to start getting this money out the door. And of course, if we get another two fifty. We'll have another thirty six months for that. The main issue being, okay, you know, board. We and over the next two years, we're going to have to find five to six hundred thousand dollars to make sure we spend it because we can't just spend their money and then we're left with an unthink because if not they will call that money back want to make sure everybody was aware of that on the air and of course andrew miller was reminding the board how this works especially some of the ones that may be new to make sure hey we've got to spend this money how fast do you think some people in the community may uh say that the penny for the park will be going towards a roundabout well Matt, I'm so glad you said that because we're <laughs> going to have, we're gonna have, we're gonna have a, yep. uh, our next story that we'll talk about here when we finish with the Auburn meeting, we'll have be dealing with that. Okay, so we can, gotcha. we can talk about that then. Um, next, there was the, uh, the head of utility department came up and he was talking about the a couple things that the city has put in. There will be a new, uh, a, and these were all approved 7-0, approval to adopt a new underground boring excavating ordinance for the city of Hernando. Now, this is, uh, it will work from now on. So if you see C Spire, AT&T, anything like that, they're now requiring those to be bonded. Yes. We have never had those bonded uh, because they've been hitting water mains. They've sure. been hitting sewer mains. And so... Come on, man. That one, <laughs> man. Uh, so that will now be required to be bonded. They now must alert the city when they will start. Sure. Their uh, expected time to be finished. What neighborhood they're going to go to next. This was not. None of this was being none done. Was, they were just showing up in like Nine Hill. They were Nine literally Hill for just all. came in wow. and started working. And and, and wow. to be fair, the city had nothing saying you had to. Sure, exactly. No. So this is what this is doing. Uh, they will have to have a camera sewer. Like they have to take a camera, go in the sewer, sure. go up and down, view everything to what it looks like. So when they finish, they have to come back under the camera to show that they have not damaged the sewer in any way. So that's what another thing they're going to have to do uh, for everybody that's starting it. Is uh, the is the camera? Is that known as the Shawshank camera? Mm, I, knew that, I, knew you were I mean, that was that. easy. That's too easy. <laughs> Shawshank camera. I caught the nah, five hundred feet. Okay. And then finally, they approved uh, the the. the Alderman did approve it. Uh, they wanted to uh, add one line. Uh, Alderman Woman Lynch said, "Hey, look, love all this." Agree. Can we add a catch-all vague sentence at the end that says, and any other requirements the city may deem necessary? Mm-hmm. So oh wanted God. a little catch-all. So if we do come back with something else, well, there may be something in the future we ask for too. you got to do that also. Look, these people are making an absolute fortune. Once they get everything put in and done, I mean, they make tons and tons of money when it comes to fiber and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's the least that they can do to uh, put some sod down or make people's uh, property back to looking nice. Yeah. Uh, next, the um, was approval to adopt new development standards. So again, that was for right. the underground digging. This is now for development standards. The city now is going to have basic health requirements. So for water, sewer, lift stations, etc. There's going to be certain you know codes or, or 
I guess, levels you have to reach for these certain things if you're going in there. Um, they modeled this after South Haven. They literally said, okay, South Haven, sure. what do you do? This is what we're doing. And so, again, if, if you want to hear about it, they talk a little bit more about it. But developers now will have to follow this by, by code. Uh, you'll have to make sure 811 is called before you do anything. Uh, unfortunately, that was not always happening. Uh, you'll have to make sure there was a – and part of the one of the comments made about the uh, plats we talked about earlier and the planning thing was – we got to make sure stop signs are completed before you get your final, you know, make sure everything's inputted. So just stuff like that. They Stuff that has just kind of been going by or maybe a gentleman's agreement or maybe the city said I could do this, it's now in writing. Let's go. Uh, it's yep. Approved by the city attorney. Um, and the final thing is that there was an approval to adopt new city of Hernando uh, record draw to record drawing requirements for new developments, which, again, has to be in sets of three now. Uh, every, so when you turn something in, it has to be in sets of three. Um, and then other than that, everything else, the bond releases were done for the field house, the Nesbitt Industrial Park Phase 11 into the meeting. A lot of different stuff going on. Thank you to the Board of Aldermen for uh, doing city business the first and third Tuesday of every month. Uh, we really, really appreciate you guys doing that. Uh, again, Derek, as you mentioned, the Penny for the Park um, resolution to vote on that on November 8th did pass. Another tease. We will be talking with Miss Dolly Breakin with the Parks Department here shortly about the scavenger hunt and uh, a little bit about her role uh, when it comes to the Parks Department. So definitely stay tuned for that coming up in just a few minutes. And Derek, the next morning, uh, Mayor Chip Johnson had an opportunity to talk more about Penny for the Park. Tell us about that breakfast. All right, so the Wednesday morning was the Grits and Government Breakfast that was put on by the Hernando Main Street Chamber of Commerce. This is something they do. Is that what they used to call the Coleman, the group of old guys at Coleman? <laughs> Coleman's barbecue group. Yeah. Uh, this is, I think, no, a little those more would be, uh, let's, those would be, uh, okay, that group would have been called uh, Opinions Over Easy. Because, mm, like boy, you know they had them. Oh, uh, yeah. No, it was uh, starting at 4 a.m. It, it would start early. Would how start many early. cups of coffee do you think they, they drank and then paid for, but paid for one drank, what do you think, four or five cups? I'm going to say over under three and a half. Over under three and a half three cups and a half of coffee. coffee. Yeah, yeah. Easily, yeah. Yeah. Um, Can we talk about the trust markets right next to the mobile cars and van studios? I did have, this is just me. This is not me talking. I had someone mention to me that they were very shocked at how it looks like a library. It's it, very, it looks like, it looks like a, uh, contemporary. It's very it looks contemporary. like a city of Memphis library from 1997. Yeah. Contemporary look, not necessarily, uh, <laughs> looks new. It's yes. contemporary look. Also don't know if they're painting the brick. Right. Not my favorite. So, the person who said this to me said, how did we tear down the ugliest building in Hernando <laughs> no, to build no, no, no. for millions of dollars the ugliest building in Hernando? Okay, I also, I want, I want to go on record. I work for a bank. I, I shall be non-committal on any of, <laughs> any of these comments. No, no um, that person said it to me. I, know, I didn't I know, say, it. hey, I, for, I forgot to tell you something. Guess who rented a car from me? The gentleman that is in charge of the construction for the compelled church. And so we're getting everything. No, no, we're getting everything kind of lined up with car rentals and stuff. And it was so funny because he figured out. He goes, "Hey, you guys, y'all do the um, y'all, y'all do y'all do the podcast <laughs> here in town." And I said, "Yeah, we do." And he was like, oh, "Man," he said, uh, "I really enjoyed the jokes that y'all had about whatever, you know, and, and those type of things." But hey, did, did he just him? works there, man. That's all. I, I, can I, say. I don't know. Did you ask him if you could rent him an excavator? <laughs> well, does, does he need another dozer? I asked him if he needed a uh, a thing that cuts trees down. That's what I say, like a dozer. You need no, push they need, they don't down? need that anymore. No, <laughs> they they, <do> not. <laughs> no, they might need not. something that they might need a, like a backhoe that can plant some trees. But as far as cutting trees down, or something to seed are, it because yeah. it's nothing but just a dust bowl. Right the now. only wood. Oh, speaking of seed, if you haven't passed by there, how fast did that grass come in? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Like three days, the grass came in. It's really, that's really that, growing fast. The only tree that they have out there is the pole that Entergy has, <laughs> <laughs> where the electricity is. That's only the only wood on the property. That's it, man. That's it. It's gonna be really. I think it's gonna end up being over twenty million dollars. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a really, really nice property. Well, look, I have and, no and doubt. You, it's gonna be a nice well, yeah, church. and you can see it from Jay Bird. Yeah, I mean, I have nothing about that. It's just like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a bit dead serious. Is there a lighting ordinance? I cannot imagine the number of lights that are gonna be shining. Back to the school, back into the neighborhood. We'll, we'll see. I don't know. We'll um, see. I, I digress on that, but that was just kind of funny. That was that was just me, uh, you know, kind of a pat on the back for how how far reaching the UTW podcast is. I like that. Yeah, but um, a lot of people are in on the joke, so we're good. That's good. At least the person working on it is exactly. In on it. All right, tell us more about the mayor's breakfast after the Alderman meeting on Tuesday. Night. All right, so Gritson government, uh, he went there, and this is the first uh, time uh, he actually could now officially basically start you know lobbying for sure. penny for the parks lobbying for the plan so he sat there and you know th- what this is the chamber puts it on if you're a chamber member you can come have breakfast and you hear from different you know 
politicians or business leaders come and talk. This was the mayor's turn. And so this was his public campaign to inform the voters uh, about the penny for the parks, you know, the levy on prepared food. And, you know, again, we, we talked about this on here. I'm not going to go too far on that part of it. A couple of new things that came out of it was that the um, – you know, he did a great job kind of explaining, one, you know, if you want to go on there, I think the uh, online paper has a pretty good uh, screen showing what he showed based on what's going to be done. We've, we've, we've talked about this before. Uh, but a couple of new things. Number one is that it, they expect it's going to take two and a half years to build. So let's say if it passes in November, uh, then, you know, start collecting money. If you start sometime, probably you're not going to start building during the wintertime, obviously. You yep. start getting the bids and stuff ready to break ground once the asphalt plants open back up, that sort of thing in March. The only thing you can do in the winter is cut trees. Cut trees. You can, you can <laughs> just massacre some trees. And uh, burn the heck out of them <laughs> in a dumpster. That yeah, thing yeah, is awesome. Just, just go warm. Stay warm. Have bonfires. I'm going to give over winter. under three missing people in DeSoto County oh, no, that no, ended no. up in that dumpster. Uh, <laughs> Two and a half. <laughs> no. I okay. mean, it was a thousand degrees. Oh, God. Sorry, go ahead. Um, so we got the, uh, you know, that. So if you start in March, so you're talking March of 23, so maybe fall of 2025. Right. Kind of that's the time frame. Uh, so that's one thing he kind of talked about. Uh, and then another. So, so, real quick, Derek. So, listen to what Derek just said. Maybe fall of 25, give or take, some, some, some stuff happening. Don't go on Hernando Happenings and blame the parks for not playing on new ballparks. Uh, the spring of of twenty four. Yeah, I mean, and again, this give is, it give it some I mean, time. Think about this. My my daughter. You got to collect a lot of pennies. Yeah, my my daughter and your your son are about to enter their sophomore year. Right. This would be finished after they graduate. Yep. So I mean, this is how much time we have lost because sure. of the first. Yep. And again, I'm not saying it was done correctly, but that's how much time it still takes, even with it in place, for us to see something. Yes. So that was the first thing you mentioned. The other thing that uh, hasn't really been talked about was uh, if you live in or around this new park if it's approved and if it's built so if you're talking about maybe these new lots on uh on robertson gin that were uh you know uh tabled until august 1st if you're talking about williams brooks subdivision if you're talking about south and robertson gin road which may or may not be in the city limits so they may not be able to vote but if you're talking about coming back toward you know oak grove toward conger park montclair subdivision uh just on the other side uh, of robertson gin those those subdivisions whether it be you could walk this anything around there within a, a certain small radius uh, of a a city park like that a, a very nice city park like that, yeah. he mentioned hey you're gonna uh your houses are going to appreciate from anywhere to eight to twenty percent wow. uh and his exact quote was if you're within a half mile there you go half mile of the park your house is going to sell for eight to twenty percent more than other houses that don't have parks nearby that is a fact your house is worth more. So again, this is appreciation for yeah. those homeowners because people want to live there, walk there, be able to take advantage of the walking tracks and walk into the parking lots. Maybe get out there and you know get on the fields illegally, legally, however it was. You know they're gonna have the 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 frisbee golf. I mean that's yeah. a beautiful area. Have I ever told you how good I am at that? Are you good at frisbee golf? Very good. I, I don't know why I you mean, would. I extremely have you good. Often? Yes, <laughs> it's been a while since college, but yeah, very very good at frisbee golf. Uh, and of course, the, the, walk, the walking disc trails. golf. It's called disc golf. Disc golf. That's right. Um, uh, and they they have the walking trails, a one and a half mile track already there. You, you know, walk it twice. You've got a you got a five k. Um, so you got just great amenities. So he did a great job. First time he was selling it, and he said, "Look, if you spend a hundred dollars, your bill is now going to be a hundred and one." Don't really think that's going to hurt many people um, in in our population. So again, this is uh, his first time to get out there and sell it. Uh, you can find it online if you want to, but uh, you be looking for that plan to be out shortly online. Uh, I'm sure shared with Facebook, uh, Hernando Happenings, uh, different other places, and uh, you know have your opinions. They all the aldermen have said, hey, look, talk to us, contact us, tell us what you're thinking, what you're hearing. Mayor said the same thing, uh, and we'll see what you know November eighth brings. There'll be a road off 51, an entry point off 51. And There'll be an entry point off of Robinson Chin. That's correct. The people who are dealing, whether it be more traffic or dealing with their houses, should be a little bit more. Mm -hmm. their, their houses should appreciate more than maybe my house, which is a mile away. So, you know, because they're about to tolerate it and, and deal with it. So well, I'm glad and, about and, it. But you're able to walk, I mean, just – Hey, your park is right there. Sure. Like, I mean, you, you've got a brand new, and of course, there's always been ball fields, and that's in that area. But now, I mean, they're they're nice, they're new, and then and it opens up both sides. You yeah. can come from both sides. Uh, so again, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, Derek. We're we're just gonna we're gonna stay neutral when it comes to paying for the park, right? <laughs> we're just staying <laughs> we're just staying neutral for sure. Thank you to the board of aldermen. Thank you to all those city leaders that have to be there first and third Tuesday of every month doing all those things. We really really appreciate taking care of city business. And if you're looking to be taken care of when it comes to Looking for insurance, whether it be health, property, casualty, 
auto, life. If you have any insurance needs, please contact one of our newest sponsors, Holland Insurance. Located in South Haven, but ready to serve anybody and everybody under the water tower. Give them a call today, 662-895-5528. That's 662-895-5528. Bruce Robinson and Jerry Holland are ready to serve the local public when it comes to their insurance needs. If you are a hardworking and motivated individual looking for a full-time or part-time career in commercial insurance, Holland Insurance wants you on their team. In business since 1981, they've been staffed with local industry experts who are eager to make a difference in every life they touch. Give them a call today. Holland Insurance, 662-895-5528. On our Friday show, just in moments, we're going to be doing our DeSoto County shout-outs. Going to give different things, nonprofits, people uh, the opportunity to grow or the opportunity to talk more about their event that may be coming up. But an event that happens from a nonprofit standpoint Every Saturday morning, our seasonal sponsor, the Hernando Farmers Market. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the rich simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It's truly a fresh local experience. There's currently over 50 exhibitors each week on the historic Hernando Square between 8 a.m. and 1 p.m. That's 8 to 1 every Saturday. Going to run all the way through October, and then they'll do a special farmer's market for the Dickens of a Christmas. Some of the vendors include Coffee Central, Precision Sharp, Abney's Handmade Crafts, Brown Dairy Farms, Big Acres Farm, Hernando Point Farm. Tons of stuff out there every Saturday morning. Please think local. Please shop local. Visit the Hernando Farmer's Market, our 2022 seasonal sponsor. Thank you again, Hernando Farmer's market. Well, Derek, the middle of our Friday show always brings us to our DeSoto County shout-outs. Again, kind of an opportunity to shed some light on some different uh, nonprofit opportunities uh, when it comes to the city of Fernando and the surrounding areas. Actually, this isn't necessarily a, a, a nonprofit type situation, but don't forget this weekend, July 21st through July 23rd, again, the 21st through the 23rd, the Hernando Summer Sidewalk Sale will be taking place. Uh, places like the Pink Xenia, Commerce Street Market, Stars in Motion, Hernando Flower Shop, tons of vendors are going be available and ready for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday opportunities to shop. Also, there'll be bakeries and coffee shops and cheesecake shops, nutrition tea shops, and others while you're shopping. Get out this weekend. Hernando Summer Sidewalk Sale. Think local, buy local this weekend here in the city of Hernando. Derek, tell us about something going on next Thursday, a good, fun way to kick off your weekend next Thursday. All right, so next Thursday is the second annual Crew of Hernando Golf Tournament, T-All for Teachers. Uh, TL for Teachers will be taking place at the Hernando Golf and Racquet Club uh, here in Hernando. It will start at noon uh, next Thursday. Noon next Thursday, we'll have lunch uh, provided for the teams. Uh, TL will be a shotgun start at 1 o'clock. Uh, just going to be a wonderful time uh, out at the Her- Hernando Golf and Racquet Club. Uh, as of right now, there was a one available team spot left. One available team spot left. Now, you may be hearing it uh, on Friday morning, and there's no spots left. Because we have a meeting tonight. The crew Fernando has a meeting tonight. There is a meeting tonight. So, again, if you um, are interested in that, uh, you know, please contact one of us. Please contact anybody that you may know in the crew to ask. I uh, can't guarantee anything, but as of this taping, there was one uh, team available. Uh, also, uh, wonderful, it sounds like, I mean, we're not going to talk numbers yet, because we kind of have a preliminary of what the numbers could be. Looks like it's going to be as good, if not better, Beautiful. than last year. Wonderful. Um, and so we've got whole sponsors that will be out there. I think tent sponsors out there. We have six or seven tent sponsors that will be kind of manned at tee boxes. We also have – They could be one-manned. <laughs> they could be one-manned. Uh, they also have a – you know, several, several uh, whole sponsors will be out there. So, again, we'll try to maybe kind of mention some of those uh, on our show on, on uh, after that, the Tuesday after the uh, golf tournament. But uh, Derek, just Derek, to- last year we had a group of teachers that came out, manned one of the holes. If you're a teacher, if you work for the Soda County Schools, especially a Hernando teacher, this is what the money goes for. Your different grants here locally come out. Uh, we'll put you somewhere. We'll drive you on a golf court, let you go out there and thank the people that are playing. Um, you know, it's a wonderful, fun opportunity. Uh, I did look at the, the – let me look at the weather here. Uh, 84 degrees <laughs> next Thursday afternoon. I'm looking right at it. 84 degrees next Thursday. Yeah, so uh, the, the weather's going to break. Uh, you know, so 84 degrees is the high next squint, Thursday. If I squint really little, it's yeah, like 84 degrees. So it's going to be amazing. Just remember I keep saying that. Um, it's going to be awesome. Come out next Thursday. Shotgun start. We'll definitely be there around 12. 11.30, get things going. We're going to have music. We're going to have fun, entertaining stuff going on last night. Derek and I will be there. The yep. UTW – we're just going to announce that. We're going to go ahead and book that. The UTW podcast will be doing the announcing for the show. For and the, well, there'll, for be, the there'll be prizes for the winners, that sort of thing. So it's a great cause. And just 
I'm gonna just real briefly, 30 seconds here. Uh, what we do is we this money goes toward the teacher grants that are through the DeSoto Economic Council. The teachers apply for the grants through the Economic Council. Uh, and then once the Economic Council receives all the grants, they allow us to choose from the Hernando ones uh, and see which ones that, you know, kind of based on how, what they submitted, what they're asking for. And we try to do as many as possible. Last year with this golf tournament, we were able to do all, I believe it was 33 teachers yep. last year. Every one of them was funded from Hernando. That means that the rest of the Economic Council money literally went to teachers in other cities in the county. So, so it's helping all the communities. It's, it's helping, helping all, all the communities. Yeah. They have more now to turn toward the other cities. So, again, we would love to do that again. Now, because the teachers knew that it all got last year, we may have 50 or 60. We might, yeah. We, we may not be able to do it, but we're going to do up to the exact dollar amount of money that we have. We'll be going back to the teachers. So, please, when you start school in the next two or three weeks, and when you please go find a form if you're interested in getting something done for your classroom through the Economic Council and get it in before September 30th. Derek, I'm going to make a challenge right now. We will fund a teacher grant up to $300 to a teacher that comes out to the tournament next week. Okay. I'll tell you. We'll figure out how it's going to get done. Up to $300 teacher grant will be funded on site on this on the microphone next week, but you have to be present to win that $300 grant. Okay. That's pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. Uh, you heard that from Matt Crank. <laughs> pretty awesome. Chris Ware, hope you're listening. Yeah, we got Chris that. Not, not, we got that. We'll figure it out. Right. Looking forward to that next Thursday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Please consider coming out and supporting the Crew Fernando in the second annual golf tournament tee-off for teachers. After that, August 5th, Look for the first Friday back porch party. The DeSoto Arts Council, such a wonderful part of Fernando, will be having their monthly event, the first Friday back porch party on August 5th. Usual stuff. Uh, there's drinks available. There's opportunity to tour the building there. They have everything on the back porch. Again, let me look at the weather. Oh, 87 degrees, the high for August 5th. It's, so, man, it's getting it's warmer, really, really good. It's warmer at 7 p.m. It, it, than it is at 1 p.m. It's really, really – exactly. Yeah, it's really, really good. 87 degrees high uh, that night for the – First Friday back porch party, August 5th, with the DeSoto Arts Council. Our last shout-out is going to be the scavenger hunt, which we're going to talk to Miss Dolly with the Parks Department here in just a few minutes. Going to do a wonderful interview with her. Sat down. She gave us about 9 or 10 minutes, information about what she does, information about the scavenger hunt. So that'll be our final shout-out coming up in just a moment. But we'll let Miss Dolly talk all about that. Yeah, Matt, we're really looking forward to a, a great way to earn a, a quick $1,000. Quick $1,000. And don't forget, uh, if you are a teacher for City of Hernando, come out next Thursday. We will fund a th up to $300 grant next Thursday if you come out. Must be present to win. Derek, why don't you go ahead and tell us about the official dentist of the UTW podcast. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. Podcast continues to be brought to you by one of the hardest working guys I've ever met in DeSoto County, Mr. Richard Williams with Williams Services. It's a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, fall cleanups, gate repair, fence repair, grading of your property, anything on the outside of your home or office, call Richard and his team today at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Find more information at williamslawnmaintenance.com or visit Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. Again, that's Williams Lawn Services. Richard is the kind of guy that you trust at your home or your business to take care of any outside needs. Look him up today, 662-292-8855. Thank you, Williams Services. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure that your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419. Again, 
892-8419 or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. As we've been kind of uh, hinting at all show, this part of the show that we're now going to uh, interview, uh, Matt sat down with Dolly Breakin from the Parks Department. Again, Dolly Breakin with the Parks Department sat down with Matt uh, earlier this week and gave about 10 or 15 minutes of her time to uh, just kind of sit down and kind of explain what she does for the Parks Department. And also well, our last shout out, which will be uh, the wonderful scavenger hunt, the 13th annual scavenger hunt where participants of teams of two to five can look to try to win $1,000. Uh, spend all morning on a Saturday morning trying to win $1,000. So again, really do appreciate again Dolly coming in and we'll go to her interview now. Very excited this morning to welcome in Ms. Dolly Breakin with the Hernando Parks Department. She is the Director of Programming. She's been nice enough to sit down with us and visit about her job, her responsibilities, but mainly we're going to speak about the 13th Annual Scavenger Hunt coming up with the City of Hernando. Ms. Dolly, welcome into the UTW Podcast. Thank you very much. Nice to be here. You and I were talking a little bit about off air. Most people we ask the same questions to when they first sit down with us here in the studios. Um, you got to Hernando How? Well, I actually grew up in northwest Missouri, about an hour south of Omaha, Nebraska, about an hour, probably an hour and a half north of Kansas City, Missouri, right there in the corner by Iowa and Nebraska. And I went to Bible College in Springfield, Missouri, and that's where I met my husband, who is actually a native of Hernando, graduated in 1991 from Hernando High, and we've been here I guess about 27 years now. Oh, wow. I have to ask you, you said the word Omaha, and as an yes. Ole Miss fan, You've been to? Have you ever been to the College World Series? I have not actually. Okay. Well, I haven't either. But uh, in case you didn't know, Ole Miss won the national championship a yes, couple of weeks I, ago, yep. or a few weeks ago. So uh, you said Omaha. So I just want to say that to the listeners; they enjoy that word uh, right now, especially Ole Miss fans. So went to Bible College, met your husband, ended up in in Hernando, Mississippi. What has um, you know? This show is about Hernando, so not anything parks related. What has it been like for you living in in Hernando, Mississippi? What your time in the last you know, three decades of, uh, of living in Hernando. What, what have, what have you enjoyed? It's a really nice feel. And to me, the South just in general is tends to be more friendly than the North. Although I grew up in a quite rural area, so you knew everyone pretty well. Sure. Um, but you know, people just opening the door for you. I mean, that wasn't commonplace up there. So right. I've enjoyed that really just friendly family feel mm -hmm. that Hernando has. Yeah. And you've seen a lot of the growth over the last 30 years oh, for yes. sure. I mean, it's, um, I mean, the studios that we're in right now are, are next to one of the biggest uh, traffic areas from three to six o'clock every single day in Hernando. So you've seen, I look up on Thursday and Fridays at, at three to five and I don't know where these people come from. Sometimes yes. it really is amazing. Well, look, so your title, uh, well, I'll let, I'll defer to you. Your title at the Hernando Parks and Rec Department is what? I'm the program director, so I basically do the non-athletic um, programs. So it might be Zumba classes, it might be sewing classes, which we just started up, which have been very successful. Right. Um, it could be pickleball clinics. It it could be you know scavenger hunt, cookies with Santa. There's just so many different events and programs outside of your just sports like baseball, soccer. Sure. As we said uh, off air, kind of anything without a ball, you're gonna be yeah. you're gonna be in charge of that. Yeah, some things with the ball, like okay, tennis yeah, lessons like said, and pickleball, yes. but yeah, non-athletic Correct. kind of Not events. setting up a league, but setting yes. up classes for seniors. Not yes. setting up a league, but go ahead, you're in charge of the Cookies with Santa opportunity, that type of stuff. Yeah, non-league things would probably be a good way to put that. Yeah, wonderful. How long have you been with the Parks Department? Actually, 10 years next May. Wow, okay. So, yeah, it's been over nine. Okay, okay. So, almost 10 years in the Parks Department. The, the Parks Department has a new director, Jared Barkley, who's been on our show. So, he uh, has been on our show with us. How's that? Do you feel like that transition is going well? Yes, he's very good. Um, really thorough, has great ideas, gets along great with everyone. So, yeah, we're doing really well. Right. One of the things he had, or one of the things he talked about coming from Oxford was all the different programs, not ball-related, uh, that they had down in Oxford and he would, was hoping to begin to work towards implementing uh, those opportunities. Do, do you feel like that's happened over the last, I think it's been about six months now, seven months? Yeah. Um, I know one thing, for instance, that we have done that he, I believe he did in Oxford was the nature hikes. Sure. So we've done a couple nature hikes and those were really successful. People really enjoyed those. Right. I think outdoors and camping was something that they did there that might be something in the future, but uh, we'll, you know, we'll, 
investigate that with Jared whenever we have him uh, back on. So, look, let's turn our attention. I don't want to take up too much of your time because the main thing we want to talk about is a big event that's coming up for the city of Fernando that has been successful. I'm speaking, of course, of the scavenger hunt. It will be the 13th annual scavenger hunt right here in the city of Fernando. Tell us about that, dates, times, registration, all that uh, kind of stuff, Ms. Dolly. Well, currently we are taking registrations. It's $40 a team, two to five team members. I do say there's a max of five on a team, but you can phone a friend. So you can form a team. And if there's something on the hunt, it's a question you don't know, you can call anybody you want. You just can't call me. Exactly. Right. <laughs> um, but so the hunt is really, you know, I think it was really created because it was here before. I was right, here, right. but I think it was really created for a threefold purpose. So there's the purpose of um, bringing awareness to your local businesses. Mm-hmm. So we will visit sponsors on the hunt. Um, it's also learning history of the region and beyond. So there will be historical kind right. of questions. And then the third aspect is really just to bring a lot of fun into it. It's solving clues. It might be Morse code, Braille, semaphore, um, just anything you can imagine. Right. Some stuff you maybe can't imagine. Uh, But that will lead them from sponsor to sponsor, maybe retrieve some items. The first team back is hardly ever the winner, honestly. Um, Typically, it's those that have done it at least a couple times because then they start to learn how to be most effective. Right. And you're not seeking out a particular thing, like you're not looking for a golden pumpkin or looking for golden something like that. You're compiling, you have a set list, let's say... 20 things to go out and either find, do, take a picture with your phone, do something at a particular sponsor, maybe act out a skit or quote a speech or something like that. Then you have to turn those in. And really it's a number of things completed is mainly the goal, right? Yes. So when we judge the packets, what we're going to do is we're going to take the packet and we're going to pick out the most accurate. So yes. if somebody got every answer correct and did every activity perfectly and um, everybody else missed one and they came in last, they're going to win as long as they return before noon because right. that's our deadline. What time does it start? They'll need to be at the Gale Center at 8.45 a.m., okay. but I will send them out at 9. I'm going to okay. give them instruction sure. first. Sure, So from 9 to 12, they have to complete the list of tasks. That you ask them to do. Okay. So you said if somebody turns in 11.59 but was the most thorough, that's probably going to be your better option versus the guy who just wants to be done at 10 o'clock and be first but left half the stuff off. They're compiling points is what they're doing. The packet will be worth so many points, and so the most accurate packet will win. There are years where we'll have somebody tie where they both missed one and everybody else missed more. So in that case, it's whoever got back first. Sure. How many tasks do they have typically, or how many this year? I know you're probably still working on it, but do you have a rough number of how many tasks they have to uh, finish? Yeah, I am really just in the middle of actually putting it together. So it varies year to year. I'll just say some past things they've done. We've had them, you know, before go to a business and it'll tell them they have to solve the clue. And when they solve the clue, it says act out an earthquake in the parking lot. And so they have to, you know, take a short video of this earthquake happening. Um, We've had them you know, have to go do something simple like retrieve a pine cone right. or find a penny with the date 1979 on it. And then they go to the bank and buy $5 of pennies, sure. you know, and start wow. going through them. It's just a number of different things. It's Fun t- stuff. Yeah. Lots of different things. Fun stuff. Who helps you decide on the clues, if you don't mind me asking, or does the sponsor get to set what they want to do? I put the whole thing together. Gotcha. Um, it's just something I enjoy. I enjoy being creative, so sure. I have fun doing that. It is very time-consuming, but yes. but it's worth it because they have a lot of fun. Okay. I don't think we've even said the date yet out loud. What, what's oh, the yeah. date? <laughs> it is Saturday, August the 20th. Okay. Saturday, August 20th. School's back in session for a couple of weeks. People are starting to kind of slow down for the summer. What a fun thing to get out and do with family. I think yeah. you sometimes have uh, church youth groups. I, I know my church youth group has been involved. Uh, local alder woman is uh, mm-hmm. kind of a scavenger hunt nerd. So yeah. uh, I don't she mind. won one year. Actually. She won one year actually. <laughs> so uh, she may. I don't know if she's allowed to play anymore. Is she allowed to play anymore? Uh, I mean, you know, she wouldn't have the answers. So. Right, she didn't have the answers. So <laughs> it might uh, maybe maybe all the aldermen could yeah, play together. Yeah, hey, I think it'd be and great. She put together a team. Let's let's see how how that goes. Saturday, August twentieth. Mm-hmm. Be there at eight forty-five. Registration is open. They can go to yes. what Hernando Park. Parks.org? Uh, they can go to cityofhernando.org okay. and just go to the Parks Department page and there's a register online button there. Okay. 
or they can come to the Gale Center between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m., Monday through Friday. Okay. And that's also the place, uh, listeners, you can go and look for the Zumba classes or right. some of the other things. Go to the Parks website. See what the Parks Department has put together for all the residents of Hernando. Look for something that you might enjoy, um, not just the scavenger hunt, but like I said, the Zumba classes and tennis lessons, pickleball lessons, all those different things. We have a wonderful Parks Department in the city of Hernando, and I know Miss Dolly and the team over there work every day to uh, put to new ideas and new things together. Miss Dolly, thank you for coming in this morning. Saturday, August 20th, the 13th annual scavenger hunt. Anything you'd like to say as we as we wrap up and bring a little light to the scavenger hunt? Sure. I uh, just want to put it out there that we really do have a variety of teams. We've had a team that was all senior citizens. Um, one of them was like 80s. Wow. <laughs> and they had a they have a blast. They actually they've done it several years. We've had teams that are families, so it could be a mom and dad and their two kids. Sure. Um, it could be coworkers. We've had teachers come and do it together. So you know, I just encourage people, grab your friends, your family, coworkers, whatever, and give it a try because you will love it. It's a lot of fun. Again, visit the website, learn more about the scavenger hunt, uh, tell everybody that you know, or share this particular episode of the podcast for more information. And Ms. Dolly, we appreciate what y'all do at the Parks Department. We appreciate this. As you said, it existed before you got here, and then you took the ball and ran with it for the last decade. So uh, we hope the 13th annual scavenger hunt is a huge success, and we appreciate everything you do for the city. Thank you very much. Again, we want to thank uh, Dolly for coming in. Uh, just a really uh, wonderful lady uh, came in and sat down. I know, Matt, you really had a probably uh, just a good experience with her, sitting down with her. Uh, and so I uh, do appreciate everything she's doing. And again, this is the 13th annual. There's not a lot of things that the city has done 13 straight years. So we really look forward to uh, having that happen. Wish I could do a team this year. I will not be able to have done it in the past, uh, but really looking forward to this year. Derek, I don't know if the EGW podcast is going to get to the 13th years. I mean, I don't know. That's going to be tough. That'll be tough. <laughs> If it is, it would be a great ride. Oh, it'd be a heck of a ride. Absolutely. It'd be a lot of fun. Thank you, Ms. Dolly. Enjoyed spending time with you earlier this week, and good luck with the 13th annual scavenger hunt coming up in August. Look, if you enjoy our show, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. Wherever you listen to our show, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, give us a five-star review. Help us move up when it comes to local podcasts. If you enjoy our show, look up OB Pod. Simply stands for Olive Branch. They release a show early, early Monday mornings, and they cover the eastern side of DeSoto County. Also, they look into athletics for Lewisburg, Olive Branch, and Center Hill, eastern side of DeSoto County, covered by OB Pod. Look them up today. Derek, before we do our usual Friday ending where we invite people or encourage people to visit a local church, something I did want to say, I took the summer off from working with our youth group at church, had an opportunity to go back last night, play the drum, do the stuff there with the band. If your kid is looking for or in need of a youth group, Hernando Methodist would love to have them. We'd love to welcome you. Josh Gross is the youth pastor. If you have any questions, you can reach out to the church, find us on Facebook, find the different things. And if Hernando Methodist Church is not the place for you, I want to encourage you, send your kids to a local youth group on Wednesday nights. It's it's worth it. So many churches start, you know, children's programs, fourth, fifth, sixth grade. Uh, our our youth group goes from seventh through twelfth grade. So there's a, a lot of different things. But but like just like we encourage the parents to take people to church on Sunday mornings, I definitely want to encourage school starting back. Tell your kids to ask questions. If you have local youth groups, please get involved. Consider going. Uh, some feed them, some don't. There's a lot of different things out there, but these kids need to be in a program every Wednesday for two or three hours where they can get a discussion about the blood of Jesus Christ. And I definitely want to encourage that. As we do every Friday, please take your family to church this weekend. If you have a local church that you've been invited to or that you pass by, find all their information on Facebook for service times. They definitely want to share that. Also want to encourage you to possibly be part of a Sunday school class. Uh, Derek is a Sunday school teacher for people, you know, 5, 10, 15 years younger than you. That's right. Married couples, and uh, Derek has been doing that for over a decade, and it has been a blessing for sure. Yeah, so we, have, I, we have married, we have single, we have we have several uh, different types of groups of people in that class really enjoy teaching that, that class. Oh, absolutely. And and just uh, there's so many different things out there. You know, married, divorced, single, young, old. There are Sunday school classes all throughout Hernando especially. Please seek one out this weekend. Well, Derek, as we close out our show, there's no way we're going to have somebody named Dolly on our show and not uh, enjoy a little Dolly as our outgoing music. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time, Under the Water Tower. Tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the